But do they know who David Long is? This is the first play of the game. This is how you play football. This is Tennessee Titan football right here. You just come in and you just blast the guard. You just come in, you just give him, bam, right foot, right shoulder, right foot, right shoulder. Just blast him. All right? And then get off the block and make the tackle. You know, Aaron Jones against the Cowboys. They couldn't get 60 yards last night against this defense. You watch this David Long Jr. He leads the team in tackles, like negative plays, all these plays last night behind the line of scrimmage, one after another, because all he does is attack. Like, he attacks and he just finds the opening. Full speed, full speed player. Like, just put your put your periscope on David Long Jr. You'll have a good time. You'll get your money's worth. Drive time with Travis Wingfield begins now. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, it is the David Long episode. Miami makes another splash, this one at linebacker, and your boy is fired up. A master block deconstructor, one of the smartest, most instinctive linebackers I watched on tape during the free agent process, a productive blitzer with plus coverage skills. The Dolphins got themselves a good one in the middle of the defense, and we're going to talk about him in depth on this episode of the Drive Time Podcast from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is the Drive Time Podcast. My So another big addition to this Miami Dolphins defense, it is official. David Long is a Miami Dolphin on a two-year contract, and I am fired up. The Dolphins had the fourth-ranked run defense in the National Football League last year, and it looks like that will get even better now with the addition of this really talented linebacker. And I'm not sure there was a better player I would have targeted who could have made that part of the team even better than Mr. David Long Jr., But it's not just that for David Long. He is a productive rusher, a tremendous cover man to boot. He's a three-down player, and that's why we start with his stats right here. He played 740 snaps in 12 games last year for the Tennessee Titans. The former sixth-round draft choice out of West Virginia became the traffic cop in the middle of that defense, earning his way into that role with increased workloads each year of his pro career. That rookie campaign was mostly on special teams and damn good, damn good tape in that regard, by the way. Then something of a two-down role in 2020, but the last two years, that defense was different with David Long on the field compared to not having him out there. So he did miss five games last year, but 740 snaps in 12 games, that's 62 snaps per game, which is prorated to about 1,050 snaps for 17 games so if he's up on game day he's on the field when the Titans defense was and it's not hard to see why he is a rare player in the sense that he's not just capable in all three phases he excels in all three phases let's go ahead before we look at the advanced metrics on rush defense coverage uh, and pass rushing let's look at the counting stats 86 tackles last year seven of those for a loss three QB hits He had two of his four career picks. All of those four came within the last two years when he did get elevated into that full-time starter role. And again, that's not a linebacker starting in your base look and then coming off in sub packages. It's starting, finishing, and playing everything in between. He also had five passes defense. That's 11 in the last two years. So for his career, 50 games, 26 starts, 
four picks, 14 pass defense, two forced fumbles, 230 tackles, 15 of those for a loss, and five QB hits. So I told you about the pass rush production, right? And I just told you no sacks. But we know that pass rush isn't just about what the sack production is. 18 pressures last year with those three hits, and that was on only 47 pass rush attempts. So he's applying pressure on more than one-third of those blitz calls, 38% to be exact. We talk about run stops on this podcast a lot. He had 40 of those on just 216 rundown snaps last year. Think about that. On just under one-fifth, it's about 18.5% of the plays, that he's on the field against the run. He's not just making the tackle. He's making a tackle that is considered a win on that play for the defense. Run stops are a measure of making a tackle within a certain percentage of the yards to gain on a given play. It changes for first down, second down, third down. Think of it in terms of improving your win probability based on the outcome of that play. David Long making all kinds of positive plays for the Titans run defense the last couple of years. 39 of pro football focuses off-ball linebackers had 40 run stops. Nobody did it on fewer rundown snaps than Long's 216. That's actually the same number Alandon Roberts had, 40, but he was on the field for 353 rundown uh, snaps, so nearly 140 more. That 18.5% mark for Long was the second-best run-stop rate among all off-ball linebackers in the NFL last year, minimum 200 snaps. Fred Warner was second in total run-stops. He had 72. His rate was 16.3%, just to give you a comparison of how the most productive run-stopping linebackers do in that category. And we'll get to the tape. Oh, buddy, we'll get to that tape. But let's look at the coverage numbers first before we do all that. And by the way, the 18 pressures was 10th most from a volume standpoint among all off-ball linebackers. So if you played the whole year, probably could have been top two or three. Among those top 10, care to guess who had the best pass rush rate or pressure rate, I should say? Check this out. So Long had 18 pressures on 47 snaps. Bobby Wagner, 19 on 113 reps. Jawan Bentley had two more, 20 pressures, 117 reps. Caden Ellis just signed a big contract. He had 20 pressures. That's two more than Long. But he did it on 60, or sorry, 56 more snaps, 103 of them. Alex Anzalone also just got paid. He's actually the second best rate on this list. 21 pressures, 90 pass rush reps. Frankie Louvu, go Cougs, 23 on 146. Matt Milano, we all know about him and the really Pro Bowl level player he is. 24 pressures on 73 pass rush reps. Patrick Queen, 25 on 113. And Devin White for the Buccaneers led the NFL 33 pressures, but he did that on 153 reps. Once again, I have done the math and the math is good. 38.3% for David Long is absurd. Devin White, the number one quarterback pressure leader among all off-ball linebackers in terms of volume, His was 21.5%, so a 17% departure there. The next best rate in the top 10, again, Alex Anzalone, 23.3%. And I just told you I did the math. Let me go ahead and pull this back up because I'm looking at Milano's number, and that looks pretty good too, 24 divided by 73. He was 32.8%, so I was wrong about Anzalone. He's third. Milano was second, but he was still six percentage points away from David Long. Back to the coverage aspect of it. Targeting Long last year yielded an 87.0 passer rating for opposing quarterbacks. He's never been flagged more than twice in one season. He has six career penalties. And man, that's so impressive, giving 1,236 career coverage snaps and just six penalties. 1,230 without, six with. And a lot of times, these guys can be 
you know, matched up in a way that isn't always a favorable matchup for them. Think about offensive coordinators who spend all week trying to figure out a way to get a speed back against a linebacker one-on-one or a Travis Kelsey matched up against a linebacker one-on-one. Pretty easy for those wins to be substantial enough that the defender's only move is to grab on and get that five-yard holding call, but he doesn't have to do that. He hasn't done that. It speaks for his change of direction skill set, his route concept recognition, and his instincts to anticipate things. He was in coverage on those 477 snaps last year and allowed just 468 yards. That's less than one yards per coverage snap. And in his career, he's just over one yard per coverage snap, 1,317 yards, again, 1,236 career snaps. Those are really good numbers. That 87 passer rating allowed was seventh among all off-ball linebackers last year. And again, using Fred Warner, his was 88.8. So in that same ballpark, I don't think that stat is the end-all be-all because ultimately you don't want to be targeted as a linebacker, but Long wasn't targeted that often because he's often in great shape. But it does give you a feel for what some of the really well-known players produce in that department. Warner was at 0.75 yards per coverage snap for posterity. He's an absolute freak. Another thing I really like about David Long, and this stat bears out, is he only, or rather he allows you to not get caught in a matchup issue when teams get down tight in the red zone, and really in general. But down there specifically, you can often have heavier personnel, which brings up base defenses, right? Your three linebackers, four linebackers on the field, and that can create matchup issues because offenses love to throw to the running back who gets matched up on a linebacker whose primary strength is probably run defense. But for Long, he's a force against the run, but can also match up on coverage. Essentially, it limits the offense's options in a critical area. Think about the Bills' opening drive touchdown in that Week 3 game last year. Running back on linebacker, was it Singletary or was it Moss? I forget which running back it was, but it was against Landon Roberts. Fourth down, and it was no contest. It was wide open, easy touchdown. Now imagine that's David Long, and you can save seven points there and get a takeaway. Very, very important aspect of this acquisition. Let's do some more stats and next-gen data before we move on to the tape and fit portion of the podcast. ESPN has their own version of tracking pass rush wins, pass rush win rate, aptly named, right? Well, he was also second in that, as well as their pressure rate tracking, pro football focus grades, I don't... I can take him or leave him, but he was 89.0 against the run, which was fourth among qualifying players. So seventh best passer rating against, second best pass rush win rate, and fourth best run defense grade. Sounds like a top five linebacker to me. More data. Next Gen tracks run stuff rate. He tied for first with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. And I've always said that stats are confirming of the tape, right? Well, when looking at what most of these stats say, I also like to look at who's on that list. Well, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo is one of the premier players in the NFL. Matt Milano was third. Uh, both JOK and Long were 6.6%. Milano 5.8% at third. Then you had Bobby Wagner and Frankie Louvu at 49 and 4.8%. Good company, and he topped all of them except for matching JOK. And this stat measures tackles for no gain or for a loss. So it's different than the run stops, but you just get the idea this is one of the most consistent playmakers from that position against the run and as a rusher. And in coverage, in fact, next gen tagged long with minus 5.1 receptions over expected. That means that there's a baseline for what's expected to be completed based upon the, the play call, the, uh, the where people are when the ball is thrown, situations like that. 
He was minus 5.1 receptions over expected. That was sixth best among off-ball linebackers. And to our earlier point, the Dolphins allowed the most touchdowns of any linebacker group in the NFL, 11 last year, and the fourth highest completion percentage against linebackers in coverage, just a hair under 80%. So Ramsey was literally as good as you could have asked for in terms of an upgrade at corner, but Long honestly might be even more so of that at the linebacker position. There you go. That's the numbers. Let's go ahead and take our first break and come back and do my favorite part, the film breakdown on David Long. That's next. Drive Time Podcast, your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. The film has been grinded. The notes have been written. We are ready to rock and roll here talking about What has me fired up, if you couldn't tell from the tone of that first segment, I am just over the moon about this acquisition. There is so much good tape that illustrates all the things that we just mentioned. First, I want to talk about his instincts. There's a play against the Raiders where Vegas runs duo, and what that means is you get two double teams inside, and you create a two-way go for the running back to choose. Do I want this gap or do I want that gap? Before the snap, you see Long uh, Long realign the three technique. He comes down and says, hey, big guy, move your butt over this this way, two gaps, where he becomes now a one technique from the three tech, which is the outside shoulder of the guard, slide over to the outside shoulder of the center, and why don't you go ahead and eat up this double team for me and watch this, watch this, watch what I'm going to do. It's hard to come away with any conclusion other than the fact that he knows exactly what the play is because that's what the best do, right? They prepare in a way that gives them the answers to the test before they ever take the field. And he bumps the DT over and you get this ISO block on the end with a left tackle and it creates these two huge gaps, one on the inside of that double team, one on the outside, and they're both look like huge lanes. It also gives Josh Jacobs, who, by the way, led the NFL in rushing, both gaps to choose from. That's his read. Find out where you see color flash and take the opposite opposite gap. So Jacobs takes the handoff and you see long squeeze in tight. Get in tight to that block and make yourself tough to see. But also the closer you can scrape, the more chance you have of playing in that gap at the right time. So he's right behind that double team on the defensive tackle. Then he kind of shifts inside, takes one step towards the inside gap and flashes that blue jersey, which gives Jacobs his read. Hey, blue inside, I'm going to go outside. If the blue went outside, I was going to bang it up inside. So you see Long take that step inside and Jacobs immediately bounces, which is the right read, right? Looks like a wide open B gap for potential long gain and a safety coming down from depth is my only potential obstacle for a long run. So he takes that B gap, but that's what Long wanted. He baited him into that move. He darts right back out there and beats Jacobs to the spot and wrestles him to the ground for no gain. I guarantee you Jacobs is thinking in that moment, this is a 20-yard run for me, and then potentially running over a safety for a touchdown. It's a no-yard gain. That's how impressive it was. So you see the preparation and instincts on his tape all the time. There's a lot of that in his coverage game as well. He anticipates where the breaks come off the stem, and he puts puts him in position to drive on the football. You know, two picks, five passes defense last year, prove that he has a nose for the football and coverage. But it also puts him in position where perfect passes tend to be completed, but he gets himself in a spot where he can make an immediate tackle and limit any yard after catch. The number one thing that jumps off the tape to me is a product of that preparation and those instincts. 
he just goes. Like, he sees it and he goes. Did you guys watch Hard Knocks last summer with that rookie linebacker, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez for the Lions? Uh, linebacker coach Kelvin Shepard just kept saying in the meeting rooms th- to the veterans, y'all better be careful because Rodrigo is doing things the right way. He's doing it how I coach him. And if he stays that way, we're going to play him on Sundays. And he, of course, is alluding to the fact that a sixth-round rookie shouldn't be the one who's consistently correctly reading his keys and playing faster than the rest of the room because that typically comes with time and experience, right? That's what Long does all the time. He plays off of his keys, and he plays that fast. By the way, Rodrigo, it's just good football. You can tell it's a good football player when they play that way. He played all year and was great for the Lions. Same story with David Long. And it speaks to the point I've been trying to make about the quarterback position for, I don't know, ever, uh, that there is not just one way to put the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there. There are multiple contributing factors like Velocity, like footwork, like timing, but nothing above anticipation, right? That's number one. I look at David Long that way because he's just frequently seeing it before everybody else. He did test the in the 93rd percentile on the three cone back in his combine workout, which tracks in the way he breaks off the stem and coverage and the way he deconstructs blocks without engaging them. He's just a super anticipatory player who makes a lot of plays with the work that he puts in on Wednesday through Friday, not just on Sundays. Now, he's not just an anticipatory block beater. He's a violent player. He plays with tenacity and he hits people in the mouth. First play in the Green Bay game last year, TNF, Amazon Prime, you probably watched it. They pull a guard and it's Long versus Elton Jenkins in the A-gap. That's one of the best offensive linemen, regardless of position in the National Football League. And this is where the film nerd in me gets pumped because it's basic football techniques that are not always as common and fundamental as you might think. Power generates in the base, right? It's all in the hips. All the power hitters have that power come through their lower half, and it funnels through the shoulder for most football hits, right? On this clip, you see Long come to balance to get his knees over his feet, hips over his knees, shoulders over his hips, and that allows him to generate all the force playing through that lower half body explosion into the force of the hit, and it gets the knockback. It lays the boom. It's aligned in a way that allows him to make the initial contact to create that knockback because he's playing through the player. That player's momentum is stonewalled. He no longer becomes a part of the fa- a factor in the play. It allows Long to shed and make the tackle. His tape is littered with plays like this. Quickness, speed, beaten with, with you know under, going underneath blocks, but also playing through blockers. This guy's a great football player. Guards, centers, tight ends, fullbacks, it doesn't matter. He beats those blocks. He also wins in coverage. I loved watching him spot drop to a relative landmark, but then immediately search for a body, for a number to cover, for an eligible. Because sometimes you see guys get to their spot and they just cover grass. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'll stand here. Not No skin off my back. Long don't do that. He finds eligible players to track. There's a clip against the Bengals where he sees motion, adjusts his pre-snap alignment, gets depth to the curl flat, which is, you know, the five yards and into the side of the field. And as Burrow comes off his initial read, Long knows, okay, the pass rush is going to get home because it's married up with our coverage we're playing right now. So now that he's held the ball, I can drive before the ball comes out and it puts him in a position to make a big play on the football just giving him a head start because he understands the concepts of what's going on around him. There's a play against the Colts this year in the game in Indianapolis where you see him call out something before the snap. The defensive tackle he's working off shoots inside, and that creates a lane for Long to scrape right off his back and then beat Mo Ali Cox, who's one of the best blocking tight ends in the game, to the spot and get Jonathan Taylor down for a loss. I just consistently see him beat blocks in whichever way they call plays for. He's tough to climb and attach to for offensive linemen on the second level. Gosh, he's good. 
The smooth transitions and quickness help him win as a rusher and especially in coverage. And I think when you look at some of the principles of the Coach Fangio defense and what he's called upon in the past, it has been that linebacker that allows you to play with those lighter boxes because of his ability to both come up and play downhill, but also match up in the passing game. It's a defense that has a lot of variety and disguise, and you can only get to that stuff if you have super smart, instinctive players in those signal caller roles, linebacker and safety, and with David Long and Javon Holland. Gosh, I think we stand a great chance to get that communication rolling quickly in this new defense to maximize all the personnel we now have on this Dolphins defense. Some testimonials here about the David Long signing. Josh Norris, a great football mind from Underdog Fantasy. Outstanding. Played at a really high level before the injury last year. Dolphins have already added Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey, and David Long this offseason. Woo, he says. Damian Woody, a former Jet who does not like the Dolphins, ESPN. That David Long deal is fantastic for the Dolphins. Last year in camp, Titans defensive coordinator Shane Bowen had this to say. Long has taken that position, that role in the middle of the defense, taken the role by the horns, and he's running with it. He's really the solidifying force in that room right now. Finally, I think you could really see a drop-off when Long wasn't in the lineup. 12 games for the Titans last year where he was in there, they allowed just 20 points per game, and they went 7-5. and five. Without him? Didn't win a game, 0-5, and, and allowed nearly four more points per game, 23.9. Getting long and Ramsey for this defense was just such a big two-part win. Again, I'm fired up. Let's go ahead and do our last segment here on Mr. Long. We are going to hear from the executive producer and game day host of Titans Radio. He's been there for their entire time in Nashville. Rhett Bryan, he'll tell us about David Long Jr. That's next. Drive Time Podcast, your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. And joining me now is the executive producer and game day host of Titans Radio. He's Rhett Bryan. Rhett, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Travis, glad to do it. Uh, free agency is a wild and woolly time, and uh, you guys have a vested interest in this like everybody else. Absolutely we do. It's always fun. Uh, the NFL is king, man. It takes over this time of year as it does throughout much of the calendar, and players trading teams always seems to be one of the more fun times for fans. We wanted to get you on here to uh, pump up one of our new guys here with the news that David Long Jr. will be the next man in the middle of this Miami Dolphins defense for Coach Fangio. And I wanted to start here and just kind of ask you if you could surmise David Long's time with the Titans. I know he was a key part of the defense. How would you kind of encapsulate his career there with the Titans? Well, first of all, I'm excited for him for the opportunity to work with a guy like Vic Fangio. And he cut his teeth with another great defensive mind in Dean Pease. And uh, when he came into the league in uh, 2019 with the Titans, you know, he was he was more of a C-ball, get-ball tackling machine. You know, he was the Big 12 Player of the Year out of West Virginia. And the more he got an opportunity to play, the more he had a chance to be able to work better into coverages and, uh, you know, hone that part of his craft. He's always been a solid tackler. In fact, uh, he's been second in tackles on the team in the last two seasons. Um, so he, he's gotten better every year he's been a Tennessee Titan. And, you know, the, the, the only thing that I would say is one of the reasons why he is now a Miami Dolphin is the, 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 the durability part of it. He's had some soft tissue, t- uh, tissue 
he, excuse me, he's had some soft injury, soft tissue injuries. I'll get it out in a minute. Uh, I've been up for a long time today. I've been filling in on our morning show on our flagship station. So I, hey, hey, uh, we get it. Excuse me on that one. We get it. Uh, but he, he missed 12 games in the last two seasons. And um, that, you know, and look, everybody deals with injuries. Everybody has that, you know, it's 100% success rate. Um, and, and that's, part of the deal is I, I think they probably would have liked to have had him back, but I think availability was a part of this. But let me say this, and I, I, that's the only thing I'll say that even sounds disparaging about the guy, because he's a great dude, easy to work with, uh, hungry, quick learner, all the things that, that somebody like Vic Fangio would love. And if you want uh, a sample size in one play of the kind of ball player you're getting at David Long. I urge Dolphins fans to go and look at a highlight from the 2022 season in week five against the Washington Commanders at their place at FedEx Field. It is, I mean, the Titans are holding on for dear life because Washington has a pretty doggone good defense. And Carson Wentz did very Carson Wentz-like things, and the last play of the game, he steps in front of a pass and picks off Carson Wentz at about the half-yard line to seal the ball game. That's the kind of dude you're getting. Um, you know, a, a good leader in the locker room, a good person, and a doggone good ball player. That's actually one of the tapes I haven't watched yet, but I just wrote it down here in my notepad to go back and check it out because, you know, watching his tapes, this is a guy that plays with incredible anticipation time and time again, and I wonder what his preparation must be like because you often see him, you know, Rhett, calling out plays and getting to the spot before his opponent most of the time. What can you tell us about the way he prepares and works? Well, he certainly puts time in in the film room because, uh, again, that was not necessarily his forte when he came into the league as a Titan from West Virginia, and it's something that he learned along the way. Now, here's the other thing for Dolphins fans. Uh, in the 2019 playoff run that the Titans made to the AFC Championship game, they had some injury concerns, and he got to play mm -hmm. in some pretty big spots. He played some in the the playoff win over the New England Patriots at Foxborough that basically ended the dynasty. That was yeah. Tom Brady's last play, uh, the, the, the pick six he threw to, to then Logan Ryan. And then uh, the next week he got playing time in Baltimore as the Titans kind of cracked the code and, and showed all the other defenses how you could beat Lamar Jackson in the divisional round. You can go look at those tapes, and you'll see, uh, again, what I'm talking about. But he certainly has developed that part of his craft in anticipating routes. That's a great uh, way to, to put it, because that is exactly what he did in the play I'm talking about in Week 5 that Carson Wentz put right his way. And, and I'm telling you, they were they were going to go down and, and, and win this thing, because it was a 21-17 to 17 final, I believe. So, I mean, it very easily could have gone the other way, and he – made a perfect read on that. It's good company because there was a game that Jalen Ramsey also had a game ceiling pick this past year in the end zone as well. So a couple of guys uh, uh, saving games for the respective teams now, Miami Dolphins. And speaking of Vic Fangio, and you know, you mentioned that preparation and the way that he kind of anticipates. It's, it's what coach wants in the middle of the defense. And speaking of DCs, I went back and did some digging and found some quotes from uh, Titans DC Shane Bowen regarding David stepping into more of a leadership role, kind of like you mentioned there uh, over the last couple of years where his playing time increased 
Priest when he was available to play. I'm curious if you can give us a, a perspective on how his teammates and coaches and people around the building responded to his example, both on the field but also vocally as a leader. Well, and that's the thing that he had to work on because he's kind of a soft-spoken, mm-hmm. keeps-to-himself guy. He's not like a weirdo or anything. He's just That's just kind of his makeup. But clearly he the more opportunities he got and when he stepped into that role, because here's the thing. We had Jayon Brown from UCLA who played for the Titans and, and had an injury, came back on a one-year deal. And during all of that, and, and during Jayon Brown's time where he lost some time off the field, that's where he really started cutting his teeth in this thing. And the one thing that he told us to begin the 2021 season is that if he had not necessarily any regrets, but things he wants to improve on, it was to be more of a leader. And he certainly did that uh, calling out defenses. And, hey, he, he learned from some good ones now because Wesley Woodyard finished his career with the Titans. And that's a good one who spent time, you know, in Denver and, and certainly with the Titans in a long career. But, um, you know, he has respect not only of, of his now former teammates, he has respect from alumni and, and veterans in, in the Titans organization, uh, when it was announced that you know he was going to be going on a two-year deal to the Dolphins, uh, Keith Bullock, one of our great you know all-time linebackers, in fact he's an all-time leading tackler in Titans history, said that's my guy. Congratulations, keep doing the good work. And if Keith Bullock gives you a seal of approval, uh, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You keep going over these linebackers you guys have had. It's been a pretty good position for the Titans over over the course of a couple of decades here. And uh, you mentioned the example on the field, but also, you know, not just that, but also in the community. I, I found this great clip of him on Twitter uh, going to a local elementary school this past season, and the kids just ate it up. They were loving having him there. I was curious if you could tell us about the kind of impact he made on the community there in Nashville. Yeah, he, he certainly is is happy to do that, and uh, I, that probably I was somewhere in that clip because <laughs> uh, he our our team mascot has like a lot of other teams has, has had a fuel up to play sixty uh, program and show for elementary and middle school kids, and he participated in that multiple times and always had a great message and a great place of advice. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that he recognizes where he's come from and, you know, is able to, because of that, see where he's going and because he's seen where he's been and had some poignant words every time he stepped to the microphone. Uh, and, and it was great because it was an interactive, you know, program with, with the mascot and getting kids active for 60 minutes a day. So we had students and teachers that were involved and he was great in that, just like he's cheers on his teammates when, you know, he was in the locker room here in Nashville, but uh, yeah, he's, he's good in the community. He's good on the football field. Like I said, you're getting not only a good player, but you're getting a good guy. That's what we want to hear. That's all I need from you today, sir. He's the EP and game day host of Titans Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Rhett B Tennessee. Rhett, thank you so much for your time today. Very insightful and, uh, and very helpful for us. Travis, appreciate the time and uh, take care of our guy. He's a good one. You got it. Thanks a lot. So there he goes, Rhett Bryan. Very good stuff there. I love that insight we get from people that know these guys to give us a little more than we can get from, you know, someone on the outside. Really good stuff there. That concludes our David Long episode. We have the Mike White and Jalen Ramsey episodes up for y'all as well. And we'll continue to track everything the Miami Dolphins are doing here on the Drive Time Podcast. In the meantime, that's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank podcast with Seth and Juice. They have a big time guest coming up there, uh, I think next week, I believe, if not the week following that. 
Also, the Team YouTube channel for media availability, Dolphins Today, Fish Tank, and Drive Time content plenty up there for you. And last but not least, the five thanks pieces on all these new free agents up on MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline and Cameron, Daddy's coming home.